0: Hey folks, good evening, and welcome to Phantoms of Monsters' personal reports, where I narrate and discuss some of the uh, cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms and Monsters and the Phantoms of Monsters 14 Research Team. So, thanks for joining me. Um, Phantoms and Monsters' radio channel is made possible by you clicking the subscribe button and by you sharing our programming. Um, super chat, super thanks donations are appreciated. Uh, the buy me a coffee link and banner are also available. So uh, thanks for your consideration. Now, if you're in the chat tonight uh, and you have a question, please use all caps. Vincent or Mark, um, which each one, and for, for me to answer, and I'll get them at the end of the narration. So tonight we got a few doozies. Uh, been some strange things coming in the past couple of weeks. So this first one, where a young Evanston, Illinois man is at a local self-storage facility, uh, and while there he hears banging sounds and eventually investigates where he encounters what he described as a white, fleshy, insect-type humanoid. Now he wrote, I live in Evanston, Illinois, just north of Chicago. I was asked by my mother's friend to move some stuff to a storage unit nearby. I had not been working because of covid and the pay was decent so i went ahead and agreed now it was raining all day off and on and but at times it got so heavy that i couldn't transfer even transfer the boxes from my car to the unit so i just get comfortable inside the unit and listen to some music while i wait for the rain to clear up it's cozy in there to be honest and the rain just keeps getting worse it's not very cold out though so I'm just chilling when I start hearing this banging noise from nearby. Now, it sounds like something's hitting metal at first. Uh, I think that maybe there was a car accident on the nearby highway, which is North Lincoln Avenue. But then I realized it was coming from the other direction, and I really don't want to go outside and get wet. So I tell myself that someone probably dropped something like nothing serious. But I continued hearing various banging noises, so I still didn't bother checking. But as it continued, I uh, decided to check it out since um, the rain had let up a bit. So I walk outside and turn the corner and see this massive hole in the fence leading to a little wooded uh, area in, at the uh, North Shore Channel Trail see this white thing moving near and under the dumpster by the fence i'm thinking that it was a large white trash bag um but it just didn't look right i'm confused and i'm trying to get a closer look at this thing it may be about 100 feet or so away from it and i I see something sticking out of it and it it started making a clicking sound i say hello who's that I immediately regret yelling out uh something big squeezes out from underneath the dumpster now it looks like a pile of fleshy tissue with spike like protrusions it stands four feet tall but then it extends up over six feet it looks like a humanoid spider or other insect but with white flesh now it doesn't have an exoskeleton just smooth white flesh the head is weird kind of insect-like with no mouth that I could see. Now, the eyes were human-like and had a reddish glow. It had long slits along the side of its head. Now, it stood there clicking and watching me. I could sense that it didn't want me there. It was wondering. I was wondering why I was still there. I hadn't run off, but I was frozen in place and terrified. I had heard about the Chicago Mothman and was wondering if this may have been it. But it didn't resemble anything that I had heard about. Then I felt a sudden rush of calm come over me, and I was able to break the trance I was in. I hauled butt back to the storage unit, locked it up, and got in my car and quickly left. When I looked back in the direction, the creature was gone. Now I returned the next day to finish unloading the boxes from the car as fast as I could. Now, this happened in the spring of 2020. I haven't told anyone about this. Now, I did talk to the witness, and uh, his anxiety was pretty evident during the conversation. I I think he encountered something. I had no idea what. I don't think it had anything to do with the mothman. I mean, even though this was close to Chicago, and we have had sightings up near the Evanston area. So, uh, I don't know what this was so another tale from chicago and look we've gotten a lot of weird things out of chicago lately other than the winged humanoids so a chicago woman is at her father's apartment and she's on the balcony taking a break when she observes a glimmer man in the tree below her now is another witness as well so you know i recently received this account and uh, she states in, in what she sent me, I'm no storyteller, but I w- will try to recall as much detail as possible. Now, my experience happened on September 2nd, 2022, not that long ago. I had been out through the day running a few errands here and there for my dad, who was elderly. Now, later that same day, to return back to my dad's apartment, which just happens to be a tall residential building in Chicago his apartment is six floors up at some point during the earlier early evening I decided to go out on the balcony for a quick cigarette I was standing there just staring out in the thin air and not really thinking about much or doing much as I stood there with my cigarette in my hand I shit the position began to observe a very large tree about 20 foot away It was roughly about 15 feet down from me I noticed that one of the branches on the tree was bowing quite heavily, which I remember now thinking back and was quite on at the time. As I'm staring at this branch and trying to make sense of what my eyes are seeing, I have this horrible feeling come over me, the most intense sense of dread and fear. It was like almost every part of my body was screaming at me to turn around and run, but I I didn't know why. So at that very moment, the bowing branch that I had just been observing began to shake violently despite my internal instincts, still screaming at me to leave. A curiosity had gotten to better me and I started to move along the railing to get a closer look. Then I saw it. You now what I saw at first was a small glimmering form. As I stared a bit closer, this glimmer human figure that shimmed a yellow-white color, I snapped out of my fixated stare and quickly took a step back from the railing. It suddenly hit me that what I was looking at was like something straight from the movie Predator, more specifically when the Predator used camouflage. At that very moment when I realized what I had just seen, this thing dropped out of the tree And hit the ground below it landed directly behind a man who had just happened to be walking past at the time the man immediately spun around assuming as someone had thrown something at him the only thing i noticed was a cloud of smoke or dust arising from the ground behind the man i waited for some time expecting to see this thing reemerge from the dust or smoke but it was completely gone at the same time another neighbor just a few floors below had also observed exactly the same thing that i had and they managed to confirm all the same details the neighbor and i then managed to track down the man who was walking past a few hours later we had a conversation with this man and he said that he felt an impact but didn't see anything when he turned around he also went on to report that he felt like the same dread that I'd experienced only a few hours before now does any anyone have any idea what these beings are I feel like they can be dangerous now I was eventually able to talk to both witnesses by phone her and the neighbor um, they both were very apprehensive about this entity now this witness who wrote me believes that this entity still inhabits the area and she occasionally experiences a feeling of dread when she visits her father and the location is the groveland park neighborhood which is actually just south of um downtown not far from the lakefront. so um it's a high rise i, I know the building I, I did dig it up and figured out which building it was so uh you know we're getting some weird stuff out of chicago and uh let alone you know the wing humanoids this and other humanoid beings that we've had reported to us as as well as alien type beings Um, is it connected I don't know it could be but at this point I I really don't know so the next account two feral hog hunters are set up in a field using thermal scopes and the outwitness observes an 8 to 10 foot tall hairy biped With a dog-like snout, literally grab a large hog and rip it in half. Now, this witness wrote to me, I am a rancher in Oklahoma. Feral hogs are a problem in this area. I live north of the Red River on the Oklahoma side, close to the West Cache Creek. Uh, One night, a friend called me to go pig hunting with him on one of his friend's fields that's getting destroyed by pigs. Here in Oklahoma, it is legal to hunt pigs and coyotes with thermal scopes. Feral pigs are mainly active at night. So we rode by the river, then walked possibly 150 yards set up behind a fallen log. We sat and waited. It was a beautiful, calm night, and moonlight made visibility excellent even without the thermal. So after about 30 minutes, we heard this screaming. It was very loud we looked at each other thinking it was possibly a cougar but couldn't tell exactly where it came from now when we heard a pig squeal on our right in my head i was thinking a big cat called a pig i looked through my thermal i froze an eight to ten foot tall creature had this pig in his hands its hands it wasn't a small pig maybe two to 250 pounds it was squealing and fighting the strength and size of this thing it was amazing it had a long beard dog-like snout and hairy but it in my thermal the images were white of course so as far as the color i'm not sure Now, as i was watching it thing it literally ripped the pig in half with its bare hands like a sheet of paper and threw it on the ground it started walking towards us i nearly cracked myself i literally froze I couldn't pull the trigger in my mind i was telling my hand to pull the trigger but i physically couldn't then all of a sudden a massive log maybe 30 foot long two to three foot round flew over the top of us i jumped up and ran my buddy was right behind me we got in the atv i started it and held my foot to the floor we were traveling about 60 miles an hour I, it'll run eighty mile an hour, but I don't believe it was at top speed yet. We busted through the gate to the the pasture. I didn't even have the thought of getting out and opening it. Um, we hit a ditch and went airborne and, and started to do a front roll, thinking this was you know this was going to hurt. The next thing I remember, we were sitting still, not moving, and not hurt. We were sitting next to my pickup and trailer what the hell we loaded it up and went in his house in silence not a word was said and we pulled up to his house went inside his wife asked what's wrong with you guys you look like you have seen a ghost where are your guns I said I think that it can keep the guns I never even realized our guns were left lying by the stump but I didn't care I was glad to be out of there now i live about 40 miles from him now th- this is the creepiest part when i parked the truck and walked to my front door i noticed something in my yard about 20 yards from the front door is that rifle i had left at the river that thing knows where i live it's it's 40 miles away nothing has happened since but i don't go out at dark unless i absolutely have to and haven't been back to the creek or river since and I don't plan to, but I do feel something unnatural saved us that night. Now that was actually transcribed by uh, from uh, the uh, YouTube channel Roundtable of Knowledge. That's um, uh, that's a that's a resource I use occasionally. The gentleman does get some pretty interesting stories, but that one in particular I thought was worth bringing on here and reading. So um, another strange account where a lawrence county kentucky woman tells her son about a hairy humanoid creature that would come down from the mountain and into her backyard at night and she had seen it twice so this is what he wrote me now, this happened in the summer of 2020 in lawrence county along blaine creek in eastern kentucky my mom's home where i grew up is situated in the middle of the appalachian mountains there are no houses or neighbors within a half mile of her house. The area is simply beautiful mountains. One night her old dog was barking, whimpering, and growling. He just stopped act he just stopped acting. He wouldn't stop acting up. My mom was confused since there was no outside noises that she herself could hear. The dog was pacing back and forth to the door and windows, and after about thirty minutes or so she decided to grab her flashlight. And go outside to make sure everything was okay now no animal had been messing with her trash can so she figured a dog was picking up the, the smell of a raccoon or another nocturnal creature she scanned her yard in the creek and didn't see anything out of the place so she turned to go back to the house and that's when she saw it I will give it give you the best description that I can from what she told me now, I've never seen it myself And I hope I never do. She said it was standing on its hind legs. These hind legs looked like an animal's, but the front looked more human. It had patches of long light colored fur all over the body and legs. Now, the top looked like a humanoid man, while the lower part looked like an animal. The face was very odd. She called it an alien ape man. She said that it stood about seven foot in height and was muscular. She stood paralyzed with fear, shining her light on it you know, as it looked at her. Then it started walking on all fours out of her yard toward the back toward the mountain. It did stop and look back at her a few times, but finally disappeared into the dark. Now, there was another encounter. One night, a few weeks later, her dog began acting up again. She decides to stay inside she turned her lights off and and looked out her dining room window now, there was a pole light in the yard she was able to see it again although she was further away from her and not as detailed she said it was the same shape and it was the same thing she had seen weeks earlier she backed away and she backed away from the window for a few minutes and looked out again and it was gone now after that She would walk out onto the back porch and fire her shotgun at dusk, hoping the creature would heed her warning. It's been over two years now, and she still fires the shotgun every evening. The creature hasn't returned. So that was kind of creepy. I don't know what this alien ape man is. It was probably an upright canine, but who knows? Of course, when you never see something like that, and you're trying to figure out what it was, uh, I guess you kind of call it a lot of different things. So a, um, now this account is from a, about a group of friends driving at night in a remote area near Farmington, New York. And when they stop to relieve themselves, a pair of tall, pale crawler humanoids are encountered nearby. Now, this account came from Cam and Kyle, my buddies over at Expanded Perspectives. Um, and, of course, they give me permission to use it. Now, what they wrote was what the witness wrote i believe it was 2005. i was driving around approximately 12 30 a.m with three of my friends in my car now uh, we stopped so my friend and i could leave ourselves off a kind of dagger road down a dirt driveway i knew the driveway was there having seen it during the daytime it was just a place where the town of farmington new york which is ontario county would dump old asphalt I was on the driver's side of the car, my friend was on the passenger side, and uh, both of us were looking in opposite directions. Now I saw something on the top of a small hill maybe 50 foot in front of me. I thought it was a tree initially, but it turned and started moving from my left to my right. It was very tall, at least 8 foot, maybe 10 foot, extremely long arms that stretched down to their knees. It was gray or white in color and had somewhat of a small head now the words that came to me were what the F is that but before I could utter it, my friend said the same thing I turned to get back into the car which was left running but the headlights but with headlights off and I saw another one in the direction he was facing it was absolutely terrifying and if I had a gun with me I wouldn't have done anything but what I did was drive away as fast as, I, as possible now, the other people in the car caught a glimpse of these creatures, but not as well as my friend Rob and I. Now, initially, I could only assume they were aliens. They did not look like a monkey or a Bigfoot or anything like that. They had no fur hair and were skinny and just very scary looking. I assumed they were very dangerous. And of all the time I've spent outdoors in the woods and in the rural mountainous areas, i would never come across anything like it. Now, after that, I hadn't seen Rob in several years as we lost contact with each other. I ran into him at a gas station about eight years ago. And the first thing he said to me was, uh, hey, do you remember when we saw those things in the middle of nowhere? The memory to to him was just the same as mine. And upon seeing me, that's the first thing that popped in his head as well as mine. Now, recently, speaking to a friend of mine who has a lot of interest in supernatural paranormal things, I told her the story, and she suggested that they were skinwalkers. She found some pictures that were animated of what they might look like. I definitely think that is what we had seen out there that that night. I would absolutely love some insight into what these things are and why they may have been there. It does terrify me to think some type of ominous purpose that they have some type of ominous purpose or could have been dangerous. But I'd still love to know. Um, Thanks for taking the time to get back to me and read this. I will attach the picture my friend sent me, which was I didn't get any picture. Um, Now, of course, I, I think they saw some pale humanoids, some crawler humanoids. Of course, 2005, we weren't hearing a lot about these things. And in fact, I don't even know if I had heard about any of these things before that period of time. But um, that area, in that area, is Ontario County, is not far from Rochester, uh, which is just on Lake Ontario. So there's, um, we have had a few sightings of a few alien type beings up there over time. I don't know if I've had any pale crawler sightings, but um, that's interesting. So I don't know what they, I don't know what they saw, but I'm assuming they, they weren't skinwalkers. I'm assuming that they're crawler humanoid. Now, um, I'm going to talk about two um, winged humanoid cases we had in the Chicago area. Um, one we just got the other day. So, uh, this first one was a couple weeks ago. A Wayne, Illinois resident had an encounter with a winged humanoid while traveling near his home. Now, the humanoid flew in front of the vehicle without use of its wings, a common trait with these incidents. Now, I talked to by telephone to the witness, and his initial AM, about the encounter that he had with this, the winged humanoid in mid-September of 2022 at the intersection of Smith Road and Mountain Ash Drive in Wayne, Illinois. Uh, it was approximately 10 p.m. local time while AM and a passenger were traveling south on Mountain Ash Drive, which is near where they live. When he reached the intersection with Smith Road, he states that a six to seven foot long black human-like figure swiftly swooped in front of his vehicle about 10 foot in front of him the wings and arms were tucked against the body and it quickly glided from east to west very close to the road and the uh, headlights illuminated the wing humanoid the encounter was so fast that he could not make out the facial features but the body and head were very human-like Now, am has not previously been aware of the wing humanoid phenomenon Chicago land area and he found out later after searching for an answer to his encounter so of course that's how he contacted me now there was another setting nearby in uh, carroll stream illinois on this in the same year so uh, you know it's possible it could have been the same thing i, I don't know so this next report in this recent report this is pretty interesting um this was reported to Manuel Navarrete or UFO Clearinghouse. And, of course, Manuel is part of the FAMS Monsters 14 research team. Now, this witness stated in an email to Manuel, I was just hanging out with my friends in the alley behind a pandillera, which is a Mexican bakery. We used the alley and the parking lot to skateboard and just hang out around and talk, hang around and talk. There were five of us, and we saw this thing standing on top of the flea market across the parking lot. It looked like a large man, but it had wings that were wider than a car. It was watching us, and it had very bright red eyes that looked like the taillights of a car. It stood there making these chirping noises that we could clearly hear even from across the parking lot. Now, it stood there for about a minute watching us. It made us all feel like we were in danger, and that it was uh, it was after us. It then shot straight into the air and flew over us. The entire time, it kept watching us as it flew over. Now, my friend wanted to run, but we told him to stay still, or it might chase us, and uh, you know, it would lead to where we lived. Um, I silently prayed the Laversion de Guadalupe for protection. And this thing kept flying away from us and headed off in the direction of the arch. Now, the arch is actually on, that's 26th, North 26th Street, which is like a gateway. This part of Little Village has gateways or arches that go across the road to welcome people into the area. And this is actually right beside the uh, the bakery. Um... It made us all very scared, and when we talked about it the next day, we felt that one of my friend's ex-girlfriends may have sent it after us. She practiced brujeria, and it just seems like something she would do. Now, if it was meant to scare us, then it did what it was supposed to do, as all of us were scared out of our wits. Now, Manuel talked to the witness, and... um He said that this sighting took place on Sunday, February 5th, which was just um, three days ago at about 11 p.m. in the Little Village neighborhood of Chicago. He said, I talked to the initial witness who made the report, and he states that they usually go out uh, to the parking lot and alley area behind La Baquette Bakery, a local bakery that has been a staple of the Little Village neighborhood for countless years. They used the area to skateboard and it was a relatively safe place to hang out without having to leave the neighborhood. Now, they estimated it was about 11 to 11.30 p.m. and it was clear and not as cool as it had been the last few weeks. They reported a clear, moonlit night and that they were relatively alone in the parking lot. Now, the entity was sighted perched on the roof of the local flea market, which sits on the same parking lot about 50 yards from where they were. Now, the witness states that it was a pitch-black, humanoid-shaped entity that he guessed was at least 7 foot tall, but was unsure. And it had enormous wings that he stated were as wide as a car. Now, the witness describes the creature had bright red eyes, and he compared it to the intensity of car headlights or, you know, backlights. The the group said... they felt scared like this thing was after them and one of the group felt like running, but his friends stopped them. They feared it would trigger a response by the, the entity that would have followed them home. Now, the witness stated that it watched them from atop the building before taking flight. Even in flight, the entity did not take its eyes off of them and eventually flew out of sight. Now, when asked what the witness's thoughts on the sighting were, he suggested that maybe it was sent by his friend's ex-girlfriend. He recounted that they had broken up recently and she had been very upset about the breakup. The ex was known to be a practitioner of Mexican witchcraft known as brujeria. I have reached out to the other witnesses through their friend and have yet to hear back from them. I will attempt to reach out again in a few days and any updates will be posted on the website and of course I will update it as well. Um uh, now Vincent's got the uh, the map and some of the graphics I had made up for this. Um and uh now the bakery location it's not it's not North 26 West 26 excuse me is uh, 3117 West 26th Street in the Little Village Plaza. Uh, The flea market, which is actually named the Discount Mall, is southwest of the bakery on the opposite side of the parking lot. The distance between the witnesses and the winged humanoid, according to the map key, was approximately 150 to 200 feet. Now this is the eighth confirmed sighting encounter reported in Little Village along with three other possible sightings in the same community that's since 2017 so of course uh you know we're going to follow up on this and be getting more information and of course we've been getting a lot of sightings lately especially out at the airport but i i suspect and this is kind of how it happened a couple years when you know we are becoming out of the winter uh into early spring and then we start getting a bunch of sightings so Maybe that's what's going on. Now, if you've got questions, uh, post them and uh, I'll look at them. Bernadette asks, has anyone ever been attacked by a glimmer man? Not that I know of. Um it, it seems to me that they they don't really want to be known um, that they're there. There's been all kind, you know, there's been all kinds of theories about what they are, uh, cloaked um. Bigfoot, aliens, whatever you know, um, but we always get this description of uh, the cloaked, glimmering effect or glassing effect that people saw in the movie Predator and the other Predator movies. And I always think, I always think back that these glimmer men, maybe the guy who wrote the script for this had actually seen something like this and used it. I don't know, but this does pop up once in a while this is a phenomena that has been somewhat known by us now for about a decade so uh just like the the the, the image that vincent just put up that's what people describe it as sometimes they have bright yellow eyes bright red eyes Uh, but it's very similar what is in the movie so I, i don't know uh, Jose Sanchez. Maybe it was a cloaked phase or some kind of evil spirit. I don't know. That I guess it could be. Um, you know, we have really no idea what it is. Uh, now, the fact that we got this, <laughs> that we got this sighting in Chicago, it got me thinking, I mean, now, why all of a sudden is that showing up now? You know, it seems like for whatever reason Chicago is is a hub for a lot of this stuff of course the UFO sightings we've had for years and of course the wing humanoids we had these these humanoid sightings associated with the wing humanoids and in some of the green areas around the Chicago area alien sightings gray alien sightings we have had reptilian sightings along the lakefront years before that and um, not necessarily in Chicago, but along the lakefront, even the other side in, in, in Michigan. So uh, who knows? Who knows what's what's going on? Is it associated with the lake? Is it just associated with whatever's going on there? And of course, Chicago's well-known for paranormal activity. You know, it's there's a lot of hauntings, a lot of stories that have come out of Chicago over the years. So um, who knows? Jose asked uh, how much... And those hogs weigh whatever it was. It was extremely strong, as Nancy mentioned. Uh, a two hundred fifty pound hog is a big hog. Uh, I don't know if you're used to seeing. I've seen feral hogs. They get pretty good size. Um, they're not. They're not as big as domestics, of course. They're feral. They're probably domestics that got loose and then turned feral, but they're pretty muscular. Uh, I kind of describe them looking a lot like a boar a wild boar that's just how big they are but that's a pretty good sized hog now if this thing was that big and ripped it out well you know you know I, I i guess it's possible vincent wants to know have you heard other missing time with bigfoot or dogman uh it, it's rare there have been not necessarily dogman but bigfoot we have heard where people seem to go in some type of trance and the thing is gone and they they realize they've lost a little bit of time is this some type of mechanism they use to kind of hide themselves and get away i don't know but it does seem that 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 is very possible boulder nelson bigfoot how do they find us I swear book found my way home after many encounters five miles away through the woods mountains. I mean, do they get an imprint of somebody they encounter? I guess it's possible. I mean, you know, do they have, do they have that instinct just like a dog would have where it would get a, a, a sniff of somebody then, then be able to pick them up. year, you know, miles and miles away. I don't know I don't know if they have that ability or not in this case since it was probably an upright canine maybe it did have the ability now as far as Bigfoot go I have heard stories where they have gone miles and miles and have been able to pick up on people that they've had an encounter with it's very rare but it does happen so who knows uh vincent wants to know do you think this is tied to hispanic dark magic chicago moth yeah i you know it might be you know this is something we have been we have talked about since the beginning uh especially with these sightings in the little village neighborhood since it's the most the the, uh hispanic population is very very heavy um most of the stores are are mexican or hispanic in nature uh there's a lot of uh and of course manuel since he's hispanic he knows of a lot of this the brugiera um the other forms the occult some related to religion such are very ripe many times we get sightings in these hispanic areas and um people call them demons uh, or some type of some type of summoned being you know we have thought about that summon being possibility as well you know it may be related to what you know I believe the the Mothman at Point Pleasant was a summoned being and again uh, I had mentioned this earlier Uh, most of the sightings that we have had in the Chicago area the witnesses are Hispanic that's something we we haven't been able to track down or figure out why or because of their their the lore or their beliefs, are they more prone to um, to seeing these things? I, I guess that's entirely possible, but uh, it, it is you know we have gone back and have looked at the witnesses, and it is it it's definitely over fifty percent of have been Hispanic. So uh, Jose asked. Uh, he mentioned it had red eyes like the taillight of a car, so red not lit or with a light source it was projected light and which is what we're getting with a lot of these they're they're just not you know this just isn't reflected light with it like an animal's eyes or a dog's eyes or what these are projected light when I had my encounter with the the red-eyed winged humanoid it was projected light it's just like I had two spotlights looking at me and that's pretty well what people um, but people mention uh, here in Chicago in the areas around so um, I don't know Nancy Malcolm could there be a family curse or some family ties between the Hispanics and the mothman I guess it could be Uh that's a lot of curses oh. <laughs> maybe it, it has something to do with the occult uh, that's something we have looked into we haven't really found any any correlation for that um you know some of the some of the sightings by some of these these witnesses have been described as being uh, a lacusas um, which is the um, the large white owl and these weren't white but the light large white owl supernatural being that is pretty well known pretty well seen uh, in the Rio Grande area both sides in Texas and Mexico so um, I don't know i don't know if it is or not but you know it's it's worth considering and the fact that we do know now that a, a vast majority of these people who are witnesses are of hispanic heritage yeah i mean uh i think there's something to that so that's something we'll continue to look into so is there anything else any other questions Vincent wants to know, why are they showing up? Well, if I knew that, I'd probably tell you. Uh, you know, this is, you know, we really don't know why. Uh, but I wish I did. Maybe one day we'll we will get some more evidence. You know, who knows? But it, it's something that I could continue to look into. Uh, I think every time we have a sighting, we uh, we get more more evidence though anecdotal maybe one day we will get a photograph maybe we will get a video who knows but you know we're going to keep at it m Swords, do you believe mothman is tied to cataclysms no i don't believe in that i don't believe in the harbinger theory for the most part <clears throat> uh the whole mothman point pleasant mothman and the silver bridge i just think it was an excuse to explain why all those people died and as to why uh you know maybe they should have heated a warning by the moth flying over the bridge you know it's kind of after the fact and most of these most of these theories are after the fact after the uh, the um, the incident um, Boulder Nelson Bigfoot any current pictures of these flying creatures in Chicago none whatsoever we have had some very indiscernible photographs but by the time they got the the uh, phones out It was that too long a distance to even get a discernible photograph jose sanchez projected light may be a biolucent nature it could be maybe it is a natural thing to them but it, it does seem awful supernatural uh, projected light is just nothing that we can explain now if they are they are a supernatural creature maybe it is something that they can project it's something that's that's part of their nature uh we don't know we don't know wish we did but we don't carol uh where do they come from we have theories i i believe they come from another dimension a linear dimension and i think they have the ability to move in and out of our dimension our earth plane uh why they do i don't know but i i, I do believe that that and i think a couple of people on the team also believe that uh that um they they may actually be uh Ultra terrestrial beings that they are moving in and out as well. I think a lot of I think a lot of cryptids have that ability So folks is that it Okay, well, I appreciate y'all coming in uh, if you have an unexplained counter sighting as always feel free to contact me through the fans of Monsters blog site uh, Thanks to each and all of you for chatting and watching and listening please like subscribe and share and if you do have a, a sighting report, contact me at Lon Strickler, Now, later tonight at 9 p.m., I mean, excuse me, at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central, on Vincent Richardson's V, we'll be discussing the Nephilim Giants of North America as he, and, he welcomes archaeologist, scholar, and author Fritz Zimmerman to his show. Then, this Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, we will conduct the Malevolent Hauntings Roundtable with my guests, Dave Spinks, Morgan Knudsen, and Richard Michella. Uh, the discussions will include cases, investigations, and possibly a few surprises. And that will be followed by Bernadette McDaniels of Paranormal Life at 11 p.m. Eastern time. Her guest will be Bigfoot Michigan Bob, Rob to of Beyond BMR and Brunch with Bigfoot Michigan Rob. So until then, stay healthy, have a safe, enjoyable week. Good night.